Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, I've been thinking a lot this weekend about how we got here. When I say how we got here, I mean got here to an environment where uh, leftist totalitarians, their media authoritarians and tyrants and tech tyrants were allowed to basically take over the country. That's not hyperbole. That's not an exaggeration. That's exactly where we are. I thought a lot this weekend about how we got here and how we fix it. Folks, I'm sad to say, when I say we, I mean me included. I am not absolving myself of any responsibility here whatsoever. We let this happen. We didn't want it. A lot of us warned about it, but we let it happen. And now we have to stop it and we have to prevent it from happening again. I've got that. I've got a bunch of video today. It's good stuff, including a new Republican uh, sellout, only uh, just uh, <laughs> just sworn in. We're already getting uh, getting people jumping off the, 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 the Liberty Freedom Train um, and a whole bunch of material. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, get a VPN today. Protect your online activity from prying eyeballs. Get the VPN we use. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Um, let's get right to it. I got that. And uh, I've also got a montage of uh, leftists calling out uh, an election saying, hey, we're going to challenge you later. I thought we weren't supposed to do that. I thought we weren't supposed to do that. All right. Today's show brought to you by My Patriot Supply. In times of crisis or natural disaster, could there be anything worse than running out of food? I can't think of anything. You need to prepare in advance for long-term storage uh, food that lasts up to 25 years. Do what I do. Use our friends at My Patriot Supply. You don't wait. Better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. If there was ever something more applicable than food to that statement, I don't know what it is. My Patriot Supply's mission is survival. They're the leader in survival food. For 12 years, they've supplied millions of people like you and me. I got a bunch of it. So I've arranged for you to save $70 on their popular four-week kit of delicious, nutritious food that gives you 2,000 calories a day. Four weeks of food is the minimum you should have. This kit makes it easy. Get one for you, your wife, your kids, your family, everyone. Go to preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. Don't forget that URL. Make the smartest decision of your life. Get a four-week kit for each member of your family. Go to preparewithdan.com. Save $70 per kit. I've got my supply of emergency food, many of them. It would be a shame if you didn't have yours. Preparewithdan.com. All right, Joe, let's go. All right. A little quicker on that bell there. Kenny yeah, Bell's going to have to come into the rescue. <laughs> We have another bell. Someone said this. One of those like little dinger bells they put on counters oh, yeah. and like, uh, not dinner bell, dinger bell. Yeah, yeah. But that bell's super annoying. Like the Kenny I bell I like. Well, no, some guy sent me a hammer. He said I got sick. He got sick of the Kenny <laughs> bell wrench. But the hammer be too loud. Thank you for saying. I really appreciate you. My audience is, you guys are the best. So, okay. Let me, uh, on a serious note, how we got here. I thought I was thinking about this all weekend. Uh, you know, how did we get to the point in a supposedly free country and a constitutional republic where this, dangerous, and my, by dangerous, I mean dangerous to freedom, dangerous consortium of tech tyrants, media authoritarians, and, and just imbeciles. There's nothing worse, as I've been saying all week, than, than smart, stupid people. Stupid, stupid people are okay. They know they're stupid. Smart, stupid people are the worst because they think they have no limits. So how did we get to this dangerous consortium, tech tyrants, media totalitarianisms, uh, communist leftists, how did we get to this point where they're running the entire country? Folks, the answer is an obvious one if you think it through. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but it's going to set up nicely where we're going next. How all of these folks involved in this, how they're all using this 
went last, what was it, uh, Wednesdays event, January 6th events at the Capitol as a pretext to shut down freedom in this country. It's happening right now. Folks, we allowed it to happen and it was decades long. Freedom rarely disappears overnight. I want you to consider this strongly. We put our kids in schools where we knew what they were being taught was antithetical to our values. We did it. Folks, We listen, I'm sorry that this has to be a reckoning for you, me included. I am not lecturing anyone. I'm guilty too. So is everyone involved in this production. We're all guilty of this. We really believed for decades, the decades many of us have been alive, my listeners probably average range, you know, 20 to 40. The decades we've been alive, we've been alive. We really believed that the threat to freedom was elsewhere. The free market would solve our problems here. And we actually believed we had a free market. And what happened? We sent our kids to schools and colleges with leftist lunatics, remnants of the 60s generation who felt like communism was the way forward and socialism, yeah, man, smoking doobie, man, communism. We're educating our kids and telling us America sucks and freedom is garbage. And that the answer was in big government control. And if you just let the smart people take over your lives, all of you stupid people would be better off. We saw it. We knew it. We knew it. You're smart. I get your emails. I read them. I'm very fired up today. I'm very sorry. I read your emails. I read your feedback on social media. I read your messages on all of our pages. You saw it. I saw it. And you know what? I think we thought, how bad can this get? It'll burn itself out. Did we not? We felt that way or else we wouldn't have done it. If we really realized we would get to this point by sending our kids to indoctrination factories actually donating to colleges that were doing it, buying left-wing newspapers and content, being like, ah, it's not too bad. I'll read whatever the Daily News in New York wants. So I did it. I used to buy the Daily News. I did it too. We never thought we'd get to this point. We thought there were guardrails. Those guardrails have entirely disappeared. There are people out there walking into the most dangerous era of censorship and authoritarian government control via tech tyrants and private sector air quotes companies we've ever seen. We lost the culture, folks. We let our kids grow up on left-wing Hollywood media culture that fed them a bunch of lies and BS till we got the point where a darn Superman movie, not even kidding, it's not a joke, not the latest one, the one before, the really bad one, where they took out the American way because I guess they thought it was controversial to leave that in the movie. And people were like, wait, what? And we all laughed it off like, what a bunch of idiots. Were they idiots, really? Or did they know exactly what they were doing? You can't watch any show on television on anything now without a leftist agenda everywhere. <laughs> you doubt it? My, my wife and I are like limited to like one or two shows outside of cable news. Cable news, like news that we watch. We lost the culture, ladies and gentlemen, despite the signs of what was coming and the warning signs everywhere. We lost the culture. We have to get it back. We have to make hard decisions. Homeschooling, private schools, Catholic schools, charter schools, like the school a family member of mine goes to where they actually teach American values, freedom and liberty. Oh my gosh, God forbid, so controversial, right? We have to start making really hard decisions what businesses we give our money to. Damn, that sounds hard. You believe in the free market. Yeah, they don't. It's not a free market if only one side played by the rules. I'm not kidding. You show up at my house, 
with a Biden bumper sticker on your car and you're a plumber or something, you might as well make a U-turn and go home. I'm really sorry. Not interested anymore. So number one, we lost the culture. We got to get it back. It's time for hard decisions. Your entertainment choices, your education choices, your kids' education choices, and your business choices. They want to play hardball. They want to bankrupt people. And I'll get to all the evidence in a minute of uh, what's going on and how bad this is. Then you better damn well play hardball back, me included. This is no indictment of you. It's an indictment of me too. We saw it coming and we let it happen. And now it's here. Second, we have to harden up. I go back and think of my time in the Secret Service where if all broke bad, we always had a hard room. Harden up was a motto, harden up. A hard room meaning what? A room in some facility we were in, a hotel, wherever the president was having a meeting that had no windows and a sturdy door. Why? Because if everything broke bad, God forbid, and we had to secure the life of a president or any other protectee, we knew we could train all our fire on one door. And that was going to be our last stand because there were no windows and the walls and whatever. It's usually a bathroom or elsewhere. God forbid everything else broke bad. That would be our last stand right there. It's time for us to harden up to. I told you how to do it just now. Your kids' education choices, the shows they watch, the garbage we subscribe to sometimes, your education on, and uh, your, excuse me, your entertainment choices elsewhere, movies and elsewhere. Why do we go support movies with actors in there who talk about how they want to punch you or someone or the president of the United States in the face? Why do we do that? Ladies and gentlemen, I've been guilty of it too. Again, this is not an indictment of you. It's an indictment of all of us. So we can fix this going forward because action plans matter. Talk is cheap. That's all BS. It's the do that matters. We have to support candidates going forward in primaries who are not Nancy Mace from South Carolina and others who just sworn in, are already turning on you. The second part of how we harden up is we've got to warn our kids. We have to tell our kids the story of what we're living through right now. All of them, every day, to the point where you do what sometimes my daughter does. Okay, dad, fine. Now you know you're getting to the point of near saturation. Do it more. And when I say warn our kids, I mean warn them of the tangible material consequences to their life and to their freedom if this is allowed to continue. I tell my daughter and any kid who will listen from this point forward, how do you feel about declaring yourself a Republican in the future, not having access to banking systems? You can't have fundraisers at hotels. You wouldn't be able to publish a book. You'd be banned from Twitter and Facebook. Oh my gosh, dad, that's not going to happen. Okay, great. I'll show you the examples next where it's happening right now, right now, today. If that guy's perfect, Terry, you sure? Because it's going on right now. Third, warn them about how the interconnectedness of our society is killing us. The internet has been great. It's been great for a lot of things. Crowdsourcing, the free flow and exchange of information. Gosh, when I was in Queens College doing research on psychology, I used to have to go to the library and sit in there for hours going through, uh, what, what was the film, microfilm? Remember microfilm, Paula? You'd have to scroll through the microfilm. There were no even screenshots of anything. You had to pay to get it done. I mean, I sat there for hours doing research on Alzheimer's disease and the potential role of toxins in Alzheimer's disease. Hours, hours could have taken two minutes on the internet, but the internet's also had its downside. The openness and interconnectedness of the internet has allowed the leftist tyrants, their media totalitarian authoritarian brothers, and the tech tyrants that control the free flow of information to siphon you out of society so you're not part of the interconnected network you need to live. What do you mean I need to live it? 
You need access to banking? Wait till you post a tweet supporting the Republican candidate for president in 2024, and all of a sudden your bank gets wind of it. That sounds like a conspiracy theory to me. You sure? You sure that you sure it does? Harden yourself up. Make sure you're using business practices and banks and other servers for your websites that believe in free speech. What am I talking about here? Folks, I'm sorry to warn you. You know, a lot of folks have been, you know, Joe and I chat before the show, as I say, often. And we, we, we you know, we banter a little bit while Paula's getting everything ready. And um, he's like, how'd you do this weekend? I said, I, you know, I did all right. Like the news this weekend, you know, wasn't, we don't look for good news anymore, Paul and I. We just look for less bad news. And this weekend I had some friends over and it was good to, you know, now that I'm done with chemo, I can get out a little bit. It was good to get my mind off it. So I said, Joe, I'm doing all right. But then we came in this morning and Paula's like, I'm already shaking doing the show because she had to watch these clips. Here's the first one Joe was kind enough to cut for us. Um, you don't think we're walking into a society where they're using the pretext of the disaster on January 6th to institute a new surveillance state where they're going to watch you? Listen to this trial balloon floated on a liberal network by who is this? Jeremy Bash talking about yeah. surveillance and how we need to start institutions. And they're going to use the whole for domestic terrorists, which could probably mean you going forward. Check this out. Well, the recriminations are flying, Joe. I mean, you've got the Capitol Police saying they wanted some support, but those were denied by the sergeant at arms offices. You've got the National Guard folks saying they offered to support the January 6th events and the Capitol Police denied it. But I think the reality is, is that what you're seeing, all this activity by the FBI, by law enforcement to go after and arrest people, that's all great. But that's all right of the boom. And in intelligence, you really want to be left of the boom. You want to be way out ahead of the events. And I think we're going to have to reset our entire uh, intelligence approach to these uh, white supremacist militias, these dangerous uh, ultra-nationalist organizations. I think we're going to have to look at a greater surveillance of them. Uh, the FBI is going to have to run confidential sources. We're going to have to penetrate these plots long before they present a violent threat to our democracy if we want to have any hope of uh, stopping these in the future. Ultra-nationalists? His words, not mine. What, what does that mean? What does ultra-nationalist mean? Are there degrees like nationalist, super-nationalist, extra-super, and then ultra it's like the gas station. You got your 89, you got your 91, and then what, Sunoco has a 93 or 94. Is that what, what is, what are ultra nationalists that we should be surveilling? What does that mean? Well, what, 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 where, where are we going with this? Which is fascinating of a take that we should be surveilling people, including ultra nationalists, a term I doubt they'd define with hard perimeters, because if you put a perimeter on it, you say something like, People prescribing and inciting violence and an insurrection. Okay, fine. Fair enough. They won't put that perimeter on. Why, Joe? Because it would stop them from surveilling anybody they want. Right. So they use these loose terms like ultranationalists. What does that mean? I don't even know. Can you tell me what that means? Folks are walking into a really, really dangerous place. You know, again, I find it odd that when there was talk at home of putting potential surveillance domestically into mosques and other places where there was a history of radicalization. The left and the ACLU and everyone went nuts. Can't do that at home. It's the United States of America. 
when there was some talk of maybe surveilling Antifa and BLM who were actually burning down American cities, everybody lost their minds. Oh, we can't do that. My gosh, it's freedom of speech. These are peaceful protests. They burnt the city down. Yeah, peacefully. They burnt it down peacefully. They beat the crap out of a couple guys on the street with pipes and stuff. Yeah, but they did it peacefully. Um, I walked out of the White House, my wife and I, on inaugura- on the, the night he accepted the nomination, President Trump, um, and someone threatened to rape my wife while I watched. But they did it peacefully, Dan. So you see people like this on major networks, which they are. Was that MSNBC? I'm not even sure. Uh, was, thank you. Yeah. They use the events that this is the Rahm Emanuel never let a crisis go to waste of January 6th as a pretext for transforming us into a CCP style surveillance state, Chinese Communist Party. Oh, my gosh. Are we really going down that road? Hmm. Well, I thought to myself again how we were going to discuss this this week. And I said, how would we do that? What do you need? Right. Because it doesn't give me any good to warn you. Doesn't do me any good to warn you about this without giving you tools. I just gave you some tools to fight back and that's why I opened the show with it. But I thought to myself, a good warning gives warning signs. So I said to myself, organizing the show, if you were going to institute a communist China-like surveillance system here to suppress your political opponents like they do in China, what three things, people love threes. Remember uh, Herman Cain, God rest his soul, 999. Everybody loves groups of threes. There's probably some psychological component to that. That's for another show. But I'm telling you, people love threes. So what would be the three things you would need to institute a CCP-style surveillance state here? Well, number one, you always need useful idiots. You need the smart, stupid people. Every single effort marshalling towards totalitarianism in human history has used useful idiots. The useful idiots are always the smart, stupid people. The academics, the media elites, wealthy leftist snobs always have always helped government tyrants institute totalitarianism and tyranny that in turn turned on them. Look it up everywhere. The Soviet Union, communist China, you name the place, useful idiots have always helped the totalitarians. Cuba, everywhere. Second, I'm going to get to some video backing this up in a minute. How useful idiots, smart, stupid people, the most dangerous type around. If you're stupid and you know you're stupid, you know your limits. When you're smart, yeah, I've got an, I've got a master's degree, and and then you're stupid, a smart, stupid part. You're really dangerous because you really believe you're smarter than else. So the first thing you need is useful idiots. The second thing you need is some form of social scoring. What about social scoring? You need to put a scarlet letter on people, right? How are we going to segregate the bad people from the good people? There's got to be some means of social scoring. The Chinese actually do social scoring. You get a social score. I'm not kidding. Again, please look it up. Fact checking. We have our social scoring here too. It's just done in a more subversive way. So you don't see it coming. So one, you need useful idiots. Two, you need social scoring. Three, you need penalties. Joe can't do anything without penalties. What good does it have to help useful idiots usher in totalitarianism to then segregate people into the good and the bad crowd if the bad crowd doesn't suffer? And they enjoy your suffering. Oh, they love it. 
I'll show you that in a minute. Let me get to my second sponsor. I'm going to get to some video showing you how all three of these are right around the corner. It's fired up for today's show. All right, our second sponsor today, FitBod. You know, I'm really into fitness. I didn't miss any workouts uh, during the chemo at all. I'm very proud of that. Uh, my wife either. We got a whole fitness routine going and it got me through it. Get a stronger start to the new year now with 25% off a FitBod membership now through uh, February 28th. FitBod takes the intimidation and guesswork out of finding what works for you by learning your abilities and building a dynamic program that adjusts as you go. My favorite feature, they show you videos about the actual exercises. So let's say you got an exercise routine. You're like, what's that? A zercher squat, a thruster, whatever. They show you how to do it. My wife used to ask me all the time, how do we do this? I saw it in a magazine or whatever. Now you don't have that problem anymore with FitBot. FitBot understands the path to achieving your best uh, looks. Different for, uh, different for, it's different for everyone. FitBot creates a program based on your unique body experience and your environment you work out. And that's key. Remember that. Their algorithm uses data and analytics to help you build on your last workout to maximize your results. Nice, right? Whether you're exercising three days a week or twice a day, Every workout is scientifically proven to be better than the last. Where are they? This has been, this is genius. FitBot workouts are balanced to avoid overworking muscles with varied exercises to keep you sharp. And if I can throw this in there and not bored either, no one wants to do the same workout every day. No equipment, don't even worry about it. FitBot has body weight routines for those looking to get fit at home or on the go. FitBot's super easy to use. It even has HD video tutorials I just told you about to make learning new exercises a breeze. You just watch it. It integrates with other fitness and health apps like Apple Health, Fitbit, and Strava. Personalized training can be tough on a budget. We know that. But FitBot is only $9.99 a month or $59.99 a year. That's a deal. You pay that for one training session, $59.99. Now you get the whole year. Sign up now through February 28th. You get 25% off your membership. Get your body out of hibernation. Start off the year stronger than ever with FitBot. Get 25% off a membership when you sign up now through February 28th at, remember this URL, fitbod.me slash Bongino. You got it? 25% off your membership at fitbod.me slash Bongino, fitbod.me slash Bongino. Don't wait. All right. Thanks, Fitbod. Now, getting back to my, what do you do and what are your needs if you're a leftist lunatic, a tech tyrant, others? What do you need to institute a surveillance state where all your citizens or your political enemies are under constant surveillance all the time? Useful idiots, social scoring and penalties. Let's go to the useful idiots first. Useful idiots are most frequently found. Now, useful idiots are found everywhere. But when we're talking about sheer probabilities, the likelihood of finding a useful idiot who will bring us into a new surveillance state authoritarian type of government where political enemies are under surveillance, the most likely probabilities you will find useful idiots in the media and academia. There's a very good chance. Mm -hmm. I would say upwards of 90%. If you were to open an academic directory in a liberal college at like Berserkly and randomly pick out a name, that that person's probably a useful idiot. Just saying. The media, it's probably 95%. Exclude Fox, OAN, and Newsmax. And it's probably close to 100%. Well, you got decent people like Catherine Herridge out there who actually do their homework. Proving that... Hat Tip Media Research Center. And keep in mind, this clip was like two minutes long. I had to cut this short. Thanks, uh, Joe and Pro Paula here. Here is a montage, again, Hat Tip Media Research Center, of useful idiots in the media. The media. You would think the one enterprise that would be like, hey, censorship, that really sucks. That's a really bad idea. Like, that wouldn't affect me. Smart, stupid people. They're smart. I have a baccalaureate degree in journalism. 
Terrorism? From the University of East Tuscaloosa? Wherefore? I am so much smarter than you, dirt under the fingernails, deplorable, smelly Walmart people. These are the smart, stupid people in a little montage here celebrating censorship. They think this is great. Again, useful idiots. Here we go. There are a lot of people profiting off of lies and conspiracy theories, and I don't really see how things get better, how we move on as a country until this informational environment is cleaned up. This age of social media that we live in now is creating hate platforms in the U.S., and we're going to have to find a way to get that under control. Many of these platforms have no rules at all, and they are just rabbit holes of misinformation and hate speech. How important is it to regulate parlor and platforms like it? Big tech's uh, role poisoning minds with false information has also been an issue for years. They've made millions of dollars on these channels that are that are poisoning people's minds. Many have been calling on the tech titans to do more. These executives don't want any more blood on their hands. Even with these quote-unquote mainstream digital platforms turning their backs on this kind of ideology, at least for now, in the eyes of some, too little, too late. Now? Now. I mean, now. 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 Like, I mean, they're a little slow on the uptake. <clears throat> of course, I, I. the reason I like that video so much is when it, there's a montage of useful idiots, you always want a useful idiot sandwich. So the bread on the useful idiots opens up with the most useful of most idiots and ends with the most useful of most idiots too. That way it's like, boom, in the beginning, punches in at the end, it leaves you with like, man, these people really are useful to idiots. And gosh, they're really idiots themselves. So it started with Oliver Darcy, a really useful idiot to totalitarians. He wants everybody banned. He wants Newsmax gone, OAN gone, wiped off the face of the earth. Um, here's on my phone a screenshot of the most useful of imbeciles, Oliver Darcy, clown, loser, 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 like you've never seen. I've got some inside info about Oliver. Be coming out. Yeah. People who know Oliver when he worked at other entities, a loser of epic proportions. Here's Oliver Darcy when he was over at Campus Reform. I'm actually reading it. I put it up on the screen, but I got to get to a whole bunch of other stuff. And I, don't, I love my show. And for as big of a loser as this clown is, I want to make sure you understand. I can't blow the whole show. Up. But here's Oliver Darcy. Prior to joining the Leadership Institute, Oliver Darcy founded ExposingLeftist.com. What? 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 <laughs> of... No, not a joke, Joe. No, this is, this is, I have the highlights. I keep it. I keep it handy, just in case. A video-driven website dedicated to exposing the inherent failures found at the core of liberal philosophies. Joe, he holds a bachelor head of arts degree in political science. Again, a smart, stupid person of yeah. epic proportions. He had a website exposing leftist.com. So he's a noted grifter, faked being a conservative to try to make money. People realize what a loser he was. He goes over to CNN where the smart, stupid people fools them immediately and is now probably making a fortune at CNN calling to have other platforms taken down. He used to try to grift off of. <laughs> what? <laughs> and you're falling for this? Nah. Again, number one, you always need useful idiots. Of course, it ended with Mr. Potato Head there. Brian Stelter, who always is the dumbest human being on television. He and Darcy are buddies, by the way. Two career grifters. Stelter, who was the coffee boy at CNN and found himself on television. One of the dumbest human beings alive. He may be the smartest, stupid person out there, Stelter, in his own mind. 
So again, there's evidence that the pretext for a transformation into a surveillance state on a very serious note requires useful idiots. And of course, there's a bevy of them on CNN and MSNBC. We need to censor people. You see the police at the end went now, 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 now. Number two, you need social scoring. The tech tyrants are doing that now. They're doing it for you. In China, they actually have a social scoring system where you get a score. If your score isn't good because you jaywalked and they caught you on one of Chinese Communist Party surveillance cameras at an intersection. This is not a joke, by the way. You can lose points. And if you get below a certain score, you're not allowed to bank or even exist in China. You may find yourself in one of their Uyghur sterilization camps. Oh, my gosh, that happened? Yeah, it, it happens. It happens. And although we don't have a formal points-based social scoring system now, do we really need it? You got the useful idiots we just saw, Darcy and, and Mr. Potato Head. You got them going out, doing all the dirty work for the tech tyrants, going on their dopey platforms. CNN, the fake news, but the pee-pee tape guys at CNN, not even a serious news network by any strength. Only idiots believe that. Going on there, signaling, dog whistling, wink, not winking. Now they're just openly calling for it to the tech companies. Hey, you should social score these people by deplatforming them and changing your algorithms so they can't be seen anymore. Algorithms, that sounds like a scoring system. It is. It's just a lot easier because then the government can waive responsibility. We don't have social scoring. It's all a free market. It is, but these companies, Facebook and them are only allowed to exist because of a government subsidy. And they're acting on behalf of the government that's calling for these people to be censored. Yeah, yeah, no worries there. So we obviously have our useful idiots. I just told you we have a de facto social scoring system now, but what's good is social scoring without penalties? You need penalties because Potato Head and exposing leftist.com, Oliver Darcy, who's now grifting off CNN, who were dumb enough to fall for this clown. The clown emoji was invented for Oliver Darcy. This is the biggest clown in the media. When I see him, I'm going to interview him, by the way. I'm going to get my phone out and interview him. Be like, Alvin, what happened with exposing leftist second? What happened there? No, I'm not kidding. When I see him, he'll try to interview me. I'm going to interview him. I'm be like, Paula, get the camera. Yeah, I'll, Oliver, because Oliver, you know, he's a coward. He's a chump. So I'll just tell Paula, be like, Paula, do me a favor. Yeah, Oliver, I'll answer your questions in a minute. No problem. Don't worry. But first, we got to do a little interview here. That's my one condition. So you need penalties. Oh, are we really at the penalty stage where we're going to start making sure that anyone we politically disagree with can't be heard anywhere in the new public square social media. Listen to this former executive, Alex Stamos. I believe it's CNN, right, Paula? I think this is with Mr. Potato Head again, the guy who used to fetch coffee at CNN who somehow found himself on the air. Here's Potato Head Stelter nodding in approval as a former Facebook executive in the security space recommends that, yes, we start changing our algorithms to make sure like people we disagree with aren't hurt. And Potato Head's all over because that's what he does. Can you? Is that possible? Seems like that's an open question. It's hard. I mean, I think we got to do a couple things. One, there needs to be a, a, an intentional work by the social media companies collaborating together to work on violent extremism in the same way they worked on ISIS. I was When I started at Facebook in 2015, the number one challenge from a content perspective was the abuse of social media by the Islamic State. Um, and there was a, a collaboration between the tech companies and between the tech companies and law enforcement to make it impossible for them to use the internet to recruit and radicalize young, mostly young Muslim men at the time around the world. Now we're talking about domestic audience in the United States. And the challenge is going to be partially that, you know, ISIS 
did not have a domestic constituency in the United States Congress. But there is over half of the Republicans in Congress voted to overturn the election. Um, and there will be a continual political pressure on the, yeah. the companies to not take it seriously. So I think first, you have mm. to focus on those violent extremists and those companies have to be brave in that way. And second, we have to turn down the capability of these conservative influencers to reach these huge audiences. There are are people on YouTube, for example, that have a larger daytime, a larger audience than daytime CNN. And they are extremely radical and pushing extremely uh, radical views. And so it's up to the Facebooks and YouTubes in particular to think about whether or not they want to be effectively cable networks for disinformation. And then we're going to have to figure out the OANN and Newsmax problem. You know, that these companies have freedom of speech, but I'm not sure yes. we need Verizon, AT&T, Comcast and such to be bringing them into tens of millions of homes. Um, I, I, this is you know, allowing people to seek out information if they really want to, but not pushing it into their faces, I think is where we're going to have to go here. Allow people to seek out information. Just don't let them find it. Yeah. That's an actual quote by this colossal tool bag, Alex Stamos. And you see Potato Head? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head approves. You think this is a joke? CNN and Potato Head, the network, Darcy, another one, who for four years told you the PP tape hoax was real, who insisted that Mike Flynn somehow was in some conspiracy with Putin to take down Trump, who insisted Trump was in a conspiracy with Putin to take down America. They lied to you for four years. They got prizes for it. They're daring to talk about misinformation. And notice the trick. Did you catch the trick, Mr. Stamos here? Did you catch the trick he pulls? You might have heard it in the montage in the beginning, too. And the montage for the surveillance with Jeremy Bash. Not the montage, in the be- what I opened up with. The clip of Jeremy Bash on MSNBC. Do you notice how the comparisons start? ultra-nationalists and white nationalists. And then it's down to like conservative influencers are like ISIS. This guy, Alex Stamos, this colossal toolbox, just said in one incoherent thought comparing ISIS to conservative influencers. And nobody has any issue with it at all on CNN. Not only that, Potato had nods and approval because he's a smart, stupid person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. You compare. I was a Secret Service agent. You buffoon. Stay. What the hell were you doing? What was Potato Head doing? When I was protecting Barack Obama, this imbecile was fetching coffee. And he's nodding in approval as one of his dopey guests compares conservative influencers who have a bigger audience in daytime CNN, like me, comparing us to ISIS. I was the one calling out any political violence and normalization of it as Potato Head and their network were like, BLM Antifa, don't worry, folks. It's all peaceful. The city's burning down peacefully. And we're listening to these buffoons and the exposing leftist.com doofus Oliver Darcy. These are the serious people. They're the ones winking and nodding to government officials like the useful idiots they are and tech platforms to wipe off the face of the earth. People like me and you're listening to them. What have I been wrong on? What have I been wrong on? Nothing. Wrong on that one thing. I didn't think Christine Blasey Ford was going to show up. Remember that, Joe? And she showed up. I swore she wasn't going to show up. 
because I had a feeling that the story wasn't exactly going to fly. Remember the Kavanaugh here? We were wrong on yeah. that. We nailed Spygate. We nailed the Flynn story. We nailed the coverage of the BLM. Hey, folks, it's really dangerous normalizing political violence. Not Potato Head and CNN. So again, you need useful idiots, social scoring, and penalties. So the penalty number one, as you can see from Alex Stamos, will be our time might here, our here with you all may be limited. I'm not kidding. We'll find a way to get around it. It'll only make me stronger and thicken my skin. I relish a good fight sometimes. I'm down. Question is, are you? You like to work through other parties by proxy. You're just afraid of the information I put out here. So you've gone full Soviet. All right, um, let me get to my third sponsor and I want to get to more penalties that are happening right now. Again, in case you think any of this is some bizarre conspiracy theory I made up on a weekend because I had nothing to do. I assure you, I was very busy this weekend, but my mind is always working. Today's show brought to you by LifeLock. A new tactic for stealing your credit card and personal info has recently been discovered. Did you hear about this? The new web skimming attack or e-skimming. That doesn't sound good. They inject malicious code into a compromised e-commerce website's checkout process, pulls your order information to display it on a fake checkout page that then steals your info. You missed that one? Yeah. Sadly, these, uh, they're, they're clever, these criminals. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting your lives. I had my identity stolen. It was terrible. It took me a year to clean it up. Every day we put our information at risk on the internet. You can miss certain identity threats by only monitoring your credit. Good thing there's LifeLock. LifeLock is a leader in identity theft protection. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has been potentially compromised, they'll send you an alert. I have LifeLock for my wife, mother-in-law, and my kids. Your kids, too. Make sure you protect your kids. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see threats you might miss on your own. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com slash Bongino. Get that URL right? That's LifeLock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. Do it today. Don't wait. LifeLock.com slash Bongino, 25% off. Do it today. Don't get your identity stolen. All right. Again, how we get to the surveillance state, a useful idiot, social scoring and penalties. So first will be the deprogramming of, uh, conservative algorithms or whatever Facebook algorithm, make sure they can't see anyone else other than liberals. Second, you'll see a redefinition of what free speech means. Gee, I thought free speech meant speech that was free. Shame on you. Apple's Tim Cook knows much better. You know, the guy who just deplatformed Parler. Here's a red state story by Tim Cook, which is you'll see in the show notes. Please subscribe to my show notes, Bongino.com slash newsletter. I don't know how long we'll be able to communicate through other channels. My newsletter's where it's at, bongino.com slash newsletter. I can talk directly to you. Please, I'm asking you as a favor. Red State, Mike Miller. Apple's Tim Cook just comes right out and says it about canceling Parler. We don't consider that free speech. Wow. So it's free speech, except when it's not free, when we say it's not free because we don't like it. Kind of defeats the purpose of free speech, no? So CNN could go out and pump the Russia collusion hoax for four years, collusion hoax, suggesting the president of the United States was in bed with Vladimir Putin to overthrow the United States. A theory so absurd on its face, any sane person would laugh it, laugh it out of existence. CNN was all over that. We have a serious news network, maybe at airports. Actually, I heard they're at airports. And Tim Cook jumps right on from Apple. Trillion dollar company. It should be broken up tomorrow. 
Nah, free speech is kind of what we say it is. I don't think you know what the word free means, Tim. You probably don't. And no, they're not an ally to anyone. I don't care what anybody's telling you. Penalty stage, again, you'll be deplatformed like Parler. Oh, that's not going to happen. No, no, they're going after Telegram next. You don't, mm. you doubt me? Go to any search engine. Put in deplatform Telegram. I, I, sorry, I don't, again, I'm not even trying to draw attention to them. That's why I don't mention other social media platforms because I don't want them, I'm just telling you, that's already out there. Don't doubt me. Look at this, The Guardian. Deutsche Bank. Yeah, we're not going to provide banking services for Trump. We'll join other companies too. Really? Deutsche Bank, the guard joins companies cutting ties with Donald Trump. Wow, that's really weird. Ex-president of the United States. Then you hear like Potato Head and others, right? Fascists. These little mini fascists and tyrants. You hear them all the time. Trump was a fascist. He was. Hey, Joe, if Trump was a fascist, this is the most incompetent fascist we've ever seen. Yeah. So just to be clear, uh-huh. Trump's a fascist. Who was, what they warned us, he was going to use the military to take over the planet or something. He's a fascist who's exiting office in a few days. He can't even keep his Twitter, Facebook page up. That's just some powerless fascist. And he can't stop private entities from unnecessarily targeting him. My gosh, this is the worst fascist ever. Hmm. Kind of like when he was a racist and they had the lowest level of black unemployment we'd seen in 50 years, Hispanic unemployment. This guy's the worst racist fascist I've ever seen. Joe. Totally incompetent. Mm, you're very ineffective. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very ineffective. Very. Mm-hmm. Yes. I got a compliment about your one-liners this weekend. You did. They've been on spot. Totally. 100% ineffective. <laughs> you got to wonder who the real fascists are. And tyrants. The people who control the public discourse to squelch free speech and censorship and who have the power. You're suggesting to me those are conservatives? Please stop before I laugh in your face loudly. Please stop humiliating yourself like an imbecile. Conservative fascist, really? To be a fascist requires power and the implementation of power. You're suggesting we have that? That's really funny. Here's the third one, the penalty stage. You'll be debanked, deplatformed. Your free speech will be classified as hate speech because Tim Cook and others think so. Here's the Washington Examiner, Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri. Who's going to have a fundraiser at what, the, this hotel chain? Be in the show notes. You can read the article today. They're horrified, this hotel chain. Joe, Joe horrified. They're totally horrified. I'm sure they're horrified. They totally made that up. Horrified hotel chain cancels fundraising event for Josh Hawley after Capitol Siege. Emma Colton, Washington Examiner. Horrified. I can't even uh, I can't even check in a hotel anymore. But no, conservatives are the fascists. Yes, we have all the power. Yeah, this is us doing this. You by the way, have you read any of these articles about is Brian Stelter allowed to check in a hotel after pumping the PP hoax and dividing the country for four years? Of course he is. He's welcome with open arms. He comes in the lobby. The concierge like Potato Head. Welcome back. We probably rub his head. So good to see you, Potato Head. They love him. But Brian Stelter says, we're the problem. We're the powerful, dangerous. We, we are. We are. How exactly is that working out? All right, let me get to my last sponsor. We come back. I've got some video again showing you how none of this is based in any legitimate principles. No, no, Dan. Potato Head and others are doing this because they need to silence you because you guys are dangerous for questioning. <laughs> 
free and fair elections. You free and fair. You can't ask for free and fair elections. Nobody questions elections ever. Oh, okay, let's play a montage then. We'll get to that right after this. Today's show brought to you by our friends, the Power Air Fryer. That's why I'm so excited about our new partner, the Power XL Air Fryer Grill. You can replace eight kitchen appliances with the Power XL. It's an air fryer, grill, rotisserie, convection oven, pizza oven, griddle, deep fryer, and toaster oven. That's the one I use all the time. All in one. The Power XL cooks with hot air, not oil, so cook healthier, which I need right now. You need, all of us need that. With up to 70% fewer calories from fat. A lot of us are spending a lot of time at home. You now cook for the whole family. The Power XL air fryer fits over four times more food than a traditional air fryer. It cooks faster to save you time. Enjoy fried foods without the guilt now. The secret is the heating elements from above the side and below the grill plate combined with turbo blades angled to distribute the heat evenly throughout the entire cooking surface. This thing works. We love it. Comes with a ton of accessories like a non-stick grill plate, crisper tray, baking pan, dip tray, and oven rack. They're all dishwasher safe, so cleanup is super easy. It's almost like they sat down, thought about all the problems with cooking appliances, and then solved them. That's why the number one brand of air fryers in the U.S. is the Power XL Air Fryer. It comes with a 90-day money-back guarantee. Right now, they have an exclusive offer for my show listeners. If you go to trypowerxl.com, that's trypowerxl.com. Use promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. You'll you'll receive 10% off plus free shipping and a free cookbook. Nice. Trypowerxl.com is the website. Trypowerxl.com. Use promo code Bongino. One last time for this incredibly affordable deal. Trypowerxl.com. Use code Bongino. You're going to love this thing. My daughter likes the chicken nuggets in there. I don't eat those ever. I never steal her chicken nuggets when she's a All right, so getting back to the show content here on a very serious note. Just to rewind a bit. So the pretext for transforming us into a CCP-style surveillance state, you need useful idiots. We have a lot of those. Social scoring to segregate the good people from the bad people. And you need penalties, which we're seeing right now. No hotels for you. No banking for you. No running for office for you. Matter of fact, no Facebook, Twitter, anything else either. That'll definitely bring unity, Joe. That's definitely the path forward for unity. And watch, they'll prove my point. The left will prove my point by targeting my show. It's already happening. It's already happening. They, they prove your point every single day. It's hilarious to watch. Now, Dan, oh, this is based in all kinds of legitimate principles. The Republicans out there calling out unconstitutional changes in Pennsylvania law. Ladies and gentlemen, did stuff get out of control with that? Yes. There was some crazy stuff out there regards to the election that candidly time was, let's just be honest. I said it, I warned you, but that was a total waste of people's time. There were real serious things out there. Changes in Pennsylvania law regarding mail-in ballots that were at best questionably constitutional and things got lost. But don't for a second back down and let leftist tyrants and their media enablers dissuade you from speaking truth. There is power in truth. That's why the left fears it so much. So them saying to you now, our rules of the road are, you guys aren't going to talk about election integrity anymore. I don't care about your rules. Nobody's listening. Nobody is listening. This is my form of peaceful resistance. I will always, I will always pursue. And I'm not going to stop ever. I will only double down. Now, you may say, well, that's never been done before. It's unprecedented to question the constitutionality of election law changes a couple of weeks before an election. Really? Because there weren't even election law changes before an election 
when Bush and Trump won. And here's a montage, Hat Tip Media Research Center again, of Democrats electing, uh, objecting to an election. I thought that was forbidden. I thought they were supposed to be deplatformed. No, no, no. This isn't about principles. The Dems are allowed to do what they want. It's just about you dopey Republicans and falling for our trap. You're not going to talk about it. I talk about what I want. Always. Always. Check out this montage. Democrats challenging the election with no penalty whatsoever. Could there be a big pothole on the road to the Bush inaugural? Rumors of a congressional challenge to the election results are picking up steam on the eve of the certification of the Electoral College numbers. You say it's just a protest, but it does bring attention to the problem of our system when it comes to voting here in the United States. We've got an electoral system out there that doesn't work. We spend more on prison food yep. in this country than elections. What they want to do, in part, is to highlight what they call the massive disenfranchisement as uh, Representative Conyers said in the letter that you just presented, of voters in Ohio. So many voters were disenfranchised, they said, that the Ohio vote and the result of the presidential election are still in doubt. The outcome, of course, was not changed, delayed less than three hours. Though Republican leaders like Congressman DeLay and Ohio Republican Chair Bob Bennett treated it as if the Capitol had been pillaged by the Visigoths. The Democrats knew that it was a pretty ceremonial objection, but regarded it as important. Why did both sides treat this like political dynamite? It would have been nice if both sides could get on a more bipartisan footing and look at these problems. I think Senator Boxer made an excellent point today when she said we've got soldiers abroad dying uh, for democracy, but and we need to fix our own democracy here at home. And that's really what it's about. I thought we weren't supposed to do that. I thought that was the principle, right? Again, as a country, we're supposed to operate on basic unifying principles. There are go, no-go areas, right? So the media, Potato Head and others, are now suggesting with their academic friends and their Democrat totalitarian tyrants and their tech tyrant buddies are now telling us that's a no-go zone. No one should ever question an election. That was just a montage of goofballs in the media and others questioning the election of George W. Bush repeatedly. I thought that wasn't, I, I, thought, I, I thought we weren't supposed to do that. Speak truth, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what. Every single day. I could take the easy road on this show. There are a lot of easy roads. Cash my check, dial it in, take my little, now serving 121 at the deli counter and just wait and retire in a few years and go buy a private island or whatever. I don't think I'm actually at that point. Who knows? Maybe think if if things really turn around for the better. I ain't gonna do that. Not interested in that. I don't give a damn about that. But I do give a damn about the truth. And the truth is this: I will talk about, and you should talk about, whatever you damn well please, as long as it's anchored in truth. And the truth is, there were very serious questions about election challenges and other things in this last past 2020 election that aren't going away. And don't be silenced. Pushing a beach ball under the water just doesn't work. Eventually, it gets tiresome. And that's what you're trying to do to us now. All right, I do want to get to the Spygate section. And forgive me, I may have to get through this semi-rapidly. I Maybe I'll cover it in a little more detail tomorrow. There's been tremendous updates in the Spygate, which I'm not going to let go because the left, that's what they wanted. They drip, drip, drip the story using the strategy they use every time. So when the uh, documents which were declassified, which they were this week, this past week, that's why we're talking about it now, the Spygate documents, new ones came out. 
We now have evidence that everything they told us was false. The same media people, CNN, MSNBC, the authority figures on who's misinformation and not, who were actual disinformation specialists. The CNN folks told us forever collusion was real and Spygate was fake. They blew the two biggest stories of our time. Spygate was real and collusion was fake. No penalty for them. Why does Verizon carry CNN? You heard that Darcy and others calling for the deplatforming of OAN and Newsmax and other channels, Fox from Verizon. Why, why are we allowed? They were the disinformation special. Everything they told you was wrong. And unlike when they come after us with their ridiculous opinions, I'm going to present to you facts. Everything liberals told you about the spying operation on Donald Trump was wrong. You don't believe me? Let's go to these screenshots. Hat tip, Hans Monkey, and other ones. This is the highlights and all them. That's right. The analysis on social media platforms can be really good if you know where to go for truth. And CNN is not one of those places. Here's a screenshot that sums up the entire Spygate collusion hoax lie all in one. We now got this for the first time. This was a deposition of one of the key players I've been warning you about forever, an FBI agent by the name of Gata. He worked in London. This screenshot sums up the whole lie in one. Look at the highlights. They asked this FBI agent, who is a key integral figure to starting the spying operation on Donald Trump vis-a-vis his role in the FBI, and they ask him, Q, that means question for the liberals out there. They ask Mr. Gata, but was it definitely political in your mind as he's interviewing Christopher Steele? What's his answer? Well, his answer, Joe, clearly because we've been told by the left There was no political motive for spying on Donald Trump. Gata's answer, the FBI agent, when asked if it was political, says, quote, quote, liberals, that means he actually said this, without a doubt, not even a question. He goes on then. He says, yes, I mean, it was obvious. He says it was completely obvious that this was information intended to be used by one of the parties against the other. Wait, that can't be possible. Potato Head and Oliver Doofus, they told us that the Spygate thing was fake and that collusion was real and that the FBI had a viable reason to investigate Donald Trump and it had nothing to do with politics. That's the FBI guy involved in starting the case on July 5th of 2016 when he met with Christopher Steele saying not only was it political, it was obviously political and obviously a political hit by Hillary Clinton against Donald Trump. Can you read, Oliver Doofus? Can you read? Can Potato Head read? Are they going to correct this? Are the algorithms going to be adjusted to stop the CNN misinformation? Of course not. They'll get get Pulitzer Prizes. Are they going to correct that? Joe, were we not told that? Paula, were we not told Mm -hmm. there was no politics involved in this at all? We were told that, right? So that one screenshot, notice I said to you, it doesn't just debunk one leftist conspiracy theory about their pee-pee hoax. It debunks quite a few. First, the obvious one, that this was all political from the start. Not my words, the FBI's, you just read it. Second, it debunks another stupid conspiracy theory by the media. No, folks, this wasn't started because of Hillary Clinton's dossier, the spying operation on Trump. It was started because the FBI got a tip about George Papadopoulos. Really, that's odd. Because this July 5th meeting where the FBI agent's talking to Steele, 
about the political information Steele's given him that's going to be used to spy on Donald Trump is before the FBI says they got the Papadopoulos information. That's really odd. The meeting happens before Papadopoulos. That's really, really weird. I thought it started with Papadopoulos. That's a lie too. That only idiots like Chris Saliza at CNN have been promoting forever. I had to call them out on social media. Second, it debunks the myth that the case started on July 31st. May have been open on July 31st, but if you're really under the mistaken belief that they were looking to spy on Trump before July 31st, again, I've got a bridge in Palm City, Florida. I will sell you on the super cheap. Send me like a dollar in Bitcoin. All yours. What a deal. Start on July 31st. Really? Why were they meeting July 5th with Steele? I don't know. They were having crumpets in London. Here's another thing too. Oh, you know what? There's no deep state. Crazy. It happened in London. Look at this Axios story. That meeting that the FBI agent admits was all political with Steele was all political information. That happened in London. Who was the chief of station over there in London for the CIA who would have had known about all of this? I see no way she didn't. Oh, Gina Haspel who scooped by Axios this weekend, Gina Haspel, who's now the director of the CIA, threatened to resign over a plan to install Cash Patel, one of the few truth tellers, by the way, as her deputy. Why was she going to resign? Gee, I don't know. Maybe because this whole meeting happened right under her nose in London right there. Oh, she didn't know? I would love to hear what Gina Haspel, the current director of the CIA, actually knew about the political operation that started January 5th, 2016, right in her area. She then becomes director of the CIA. And no, I'm not absolving anyone in the administration for hiring her. Why did they hire her? I have no idea. I wish I knew. You know what's weird, too? That CNN, where Oliver Darcy and Stelter work still, wrote this story a while ago about British intelligence passing information to the United States government, used to spy on Donald Trump, the British government. Joe, London is in the UK, correct? That's correct, Dan. I, I, I just have to fact check my own show, We're unlike back. Stelter. So British intelligence was passing information by Trump associates onto U.S. counterparts? That's just really strange. CNN wrote that story. What did, what did Gina Haspel know about that when she was chief of station in London, now director of the CIA? And why is she so upset that a truth teller, Cash Patel, who uncovered the Spygate scandal, why is she so upset that he was going to be the deputy over there? Gee, I don't know. Maybe some hard questions would have to be asked. All right, I'm going to go into this more in depth tomorrow. I want to get to some Flynn stuff, also some stuff by the DNI. But uh, I do want to get to this video quick, Paul. Can we jump ahead to the allaccess.com and the Nancy May stuff? Sorry, I don't mean that. I always like, I, you know, in a regular TV show, like a cable where there's constraints and EPs, they'd be like, don't do that on it. Uh, we do whatever we want here. It's my show. Showing you, you know, again, I'm sorry to keep bringing this up, but it's important. Because I'm, again, relaying to you the fake media environment we live in where misinformation specialists like CNN, the Washington Post, and the New York Times that specialize in propaganda, gaslighting, and misinformation. You saw it with Spygate. You saw it with the collusion hoax. You saw it with their attacks on Republicans daring to call for a free and fair election that continue to this day. Ban them, deplatform them. Here's this media story again with this cumulus thing. I can't get it every single day. Here's a trade newsletter. Joe, here we go again. Report, cumulus hosts. 
not complying with corporate edict against false against falsely claiming election was not legitimate. January 15th, 2021. This is a trade newsletter. I've only warned these people for a week now that the story is fake. Folks, I offered $100,000 and the offer still stands to anyone who can produce to me an electronic copy, the email, because I know leftists are deranged. I like Photoshopping of the alleged email from Cumulus, from Brian Phillips, discussed in the Washington Post piece, where they allege, just so you know what this trade letter fake news piece is about, they're saying Cumulus, who I don't work for, I don't even work for Cumulus. They're nothing more than a sales rep. Warned me, Mark Levin and Shapiro, not to talk about the election. I just, I just did. I just, I just did. Why am I not fired yet? Maybe because your story's fake? It's weird how no one's taken me up on my $100,000 offer either to produce the electronic copy of the email I allegedly got from Cumulus demanding I not talk about free and fair elections. It's really strange, Joe, how I still haven't been fired. Yeah. Maybe I get fired today. I mean, the story's true, right? I was sent an email warning me. Story's fake. I've only warned you for a week. Not one person's cashed in on my $100,000 offer either. That's really strange. And how allaccess.com just picks up on a fake news story like it's nothing. I told you. Spreads around the world. Let me just end on this video because I I can't tell you how disappointed I am in this uh, person who I kind of was suspicious of from the beginning when she ran against Lindsey Graham for the Senate. Lindsey Graham, who's never been some advocate for conservatism. I mean, can we just be real? But she ran against Lindsey Graham I think it was back in 2012 for primary them got annihilated. I think she got 6% of the vote or something. But Nancy Mace made her way back into politics and won a congressional seat in South Carolina. I think it's Congressional District 1. And I guess she thinks she's going to placate the left by going on Meet the Depressed and other left-wing lunatic shows that promoted the pee hoax and going, oh my gosh, it's all Donald Trump's fault. Here we go. Elected again on a fake, like I'm in the conservative court. I'm with you guys trying to defend the onslaught against free speech and plays right into the left's hands. I cannot tell you how disappointed I am in Nancy Mace and she should be primaried immediately. The seat is two years. Someone should enter that race yesterday. Check this out. This was a traumatic event for many members of Congress. And I believe in the days, weeks and months to come, as we learn more, the worse it's going to get. And um, Mm -hmm. we feared for our lives many of us that day and our, and our staff. And, and as you know, my children were supposed to be up there. And, and if they had been there like right. they were supposed to be, I would have been devastated. And so we do need to find a way to hold the president accountable. And we're doing that in the press. And you're seeing corporations and companies say, not one more dime to those that objected. We're going to do no. the right thing. And so there are other measures that I'm encouraged by seeing out there. Um, I want to be a new voice for the Republican Party. And that's one of the reasons I've spoken out so strongly against the president, against these QAnon conspiracy theorists that led us in a constitutional crisis. It's just wrong. And we got to put a stop to it. Notice how Nance falls right into the trap. Lumping everyone together. No different than what CNN did. Ultra nationalists, Facebook conservative influencers, ISIS terrorists. QAnon, everybody's lumped in, Joe. Everybody. Has there ever been a more damaging thing in human history than attributing group characteristics to a single person who has nothing to do with the actual group? Look at you, you Uyghurs in China. We got to sterilize you and put you in death camps. Why? Because you're a Uyghur. So? Well, you clearly have group characteristics. You're not your own person. 
Notice how they, she falls right in the trap. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, sad what happened up there. Tragic. There's not enough words to describe. And it infuriates me. The more video I see what happened to the Capitol Police, seriously, it like pisses me off on a level you're not going to, this is as genuine as it's going to get. But notice how she segues from that. Again, a real horror on January 6th. That is earned condemnation everywhere. Notice how she transfers into like, it was Trump's fault. I'm out against Trump and good for these companies for not supporting the Republican party. If you dared speak out for a free and fair election, this is a Republican member of Congress. And of course the media will say, oh, she's so principled. The hard pass. There was a right thing to do and an easy thing to do. And her, and, and by the way, Crenshaw and others, you can have them. I'm not interested. I'm not questioning the man's uh, uh, patriotism to the country. He lost an eye. He's a nice guy. I've met him. I'm, forget the nice guy stuff. Nancy Mace, I believe, went to uh, one of our military academies. Good for you. Graduated. Congratulations. I mean that sincerely. That has nothing to do with what's going on now. You're not going to allow me to be penned in with the Bob Mueller approach. Can't dare question Bob Mueller. He was a Marine and head of the FBI. Yeah, but what he's doing is wrong. He's lying about Trump. Doesn't matter. Can't question his credentials. But you did with Mike Flynn, a three-star general. That's different. We don't like Mike Flynn. No, no. These people all have to be primary. Speak out against what's wrong without lumping in everybody in with your dopey theories that we're all responsible for the, the stupid stuff and the tragic stuff. And the case of the six, the deadly stuff. How is that any different than what the left is doing to us? You want to be one of the leaders of the Republican Party? But not, no thanks. No thanks. All right, folks. I appreciate your time. Show went a little long today. I got a lot to get through. I'll get back to some of the Spygate stuff tomorrow. There's more. It gets worse. Speaking of Mike Flynn. Now we now know everything I told you about Flynn was true, too. We'll expect no corrections from CNN, of course. Um, a couple of asks for you again. Please join my email list, bongito.com slash newsletter. You know, I, I'm sorry for asking. Someone said, stop saying your show. No, I mean it. I, I always hate, because I hate it when people ask us to do stuff, but we need you right now. So, you know, I'm just trying to be kind and, and empathetic to you constantly being asked to do stuff. I know you got your own lives, but bongito.com slash newsletter. Please sign up for my newsletter. Also, please dump drudge. BonginoReport.com, make it your source for news every morning. Bookmark it. I'm asking, we're putting together the best conservative news site out there for the best news of the day. You don't need these left-wing newspapers. BonginoReport.com will give it to you straight. I'll tell you the truth. And finally, subscribe to my video on Rumble, not on YouTube. Rumble.com slash Bongino. It's free. We are well over, over a million subscribers now. You can watch the show there completely free. We'd appreciate it. Thanks, folks, for tuning in. I really appreciate your loyalty over a very difficult couple of weeks. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.